Welcome to the Daily Summation Podcast from Kurt's Religion and Politics. The podcast that you're about to listen to is the lightly edited audio from a video for the Daily Summation that I put on YouTube and Rumble on the Kurt's Religion and Politics channels. If you want to check them out, you can do that there. But if you want to just go ahead and listen to the audio, which as I say, I've edited to take out a bunch of the annoying pauses and so forth, you can listen to it here. Thanks for tuning in and now on with the podcast. For those who have been looking on to what I talk about uh, for very long, you would have seen not too far back that I did a couple of discussions, one on integrity and another and another on character. Both of these are key to my current discussion, and so I wanted to kind of introduce them here. Uh, you know that char- character and integrity are very important to me and that I try to maintain both for myself. Uh, that said, let's go ahead and get on with our little discussion. Hello, this is the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. I'm your host, I'm Kurt, uh, and it is Friday the 18th of December of 2020. Uh, today, uh, I welcome everybody aboard, whether you're coming on on Rumble on the podcast or on YouTube, uh, and I wanted to talk about a subject of election interference. Now, here's the thing. Okay, we're going to... We're going to talk for just a second about the idea of election election interference before we get into the ideas that are sort of basal to this in my mind, which are those of integrity and character. Okay, here's the thing. There is a possibility for there to be internal election interference that could happen on a variety of fronts. You can have software that allows, if you're using computers to do your elections, your ballot tallying, can have software that allows for fraud to occur or various other things to happen. I'm not saying that any of this has happened. I'm just saying that it's possible. You can have people who uh, allow, who do things that are fraudulent, that are incorrect, that are improper. You can have people that do things that are errant, that are wrong, uh, and are not caught in the doing of it. Right? Are not. It's not. It's not caught. I'll put it that way. Uh, so many things that you can have that'll happen. You can have people who are actually voting, who are voting wrong. They vote uh, in two different uh, states or, you know, two different counties in the same state and it doesn't get caught for whatever reason. Whatever happens to be, right, there are any number of things that can happen in elections that you have to take into consideration when you talk about the idea of a potential for whether it's election fraud or incorrectly managed or run elections, whatever it happens to be. Now, this is all, uh, so far, internal. We're talking about internal things to this point. It's all internal to this point. When you start to talk about external things happening like other countries, say, for example, China or Russia getting involved in American elections, I'm not saying that that's impossible. Now, let's be clear on some things. The first is that it should be very hard for that to occur. That doesn't mean it is. It just means it should be. So when you talk about election fraud and you talk about other countries dipping their toes into the American election system 
if you're using an automated, a particularly a computer-driven system, and most particularly if it's connected to internets, and very most particularly if it's connected to the internet, you can count on the possibility for election fraud for, for people to be able to manipulate elections if they choose to do so. And so there are a couple of realities I'm, uh, that I'm rapidly coming to the conclusion we have to address. The first is I'm pretty sure we need to stop using any kind of voting machines, any kind, any kind of voting machines that have any kind of external connectivity to anything. And frankly, as a rule, just any kind of external voting machines, period. We need to stop using those, okay? Because being an old uh, military guy with uh, having had a fairly serious clearance and working in an area where you had to know about operational security, communication security, physical security, and a variety of other things. You had to be indoctrinated into the various ways of dealing with the world. I learned that one of the very first and most important considerations in the protection of information is physical security. Well, obviously, communication security, what was called ComSec, is important as well, and CompuSec was as well, computer security, right? All of these are potentially violated by allowing for computers to do work that can and probably should be done by hand. And even if you do that, there's still a risk for some fraud, but the level of fraud can be reduced substantially by making sure that you're not using systems that can then a fraudulent, you know, be modified in mass to cause fraudulent counting of elections. And that's whether or not it's the software itself, uh, whether or not algorithms are in place or whatever, or whether it's because um, the computer is connected to networking and people can potentially get into the computer using the networking uh, I, I could tell you the story of Luis Mora, the guy who was the winner of Open Hack a couple of years, who used things like help files to get into computer systems because he was able to access the help systems from the outside and was able to use that to get into databases. Isn't that lovely? So the point is there are any number of things that can cause problems of that sort. And yes, the, uh, that sort of access can be external. But if you eliminate those kinds of systems in your elect elective process, suddenly that goes away as a problem, or at least largely does. I'm not saying it totally does, but it largely does, because there's no way to network into various computers in order to, to do th stuff to them. Now, you can potentially reduce that just by making sure that they're not connected to any, any external network. But the truth of the matter is, if you want to be really, really secure, particularly with computers these days that are likely used for this sort of thing, if they have Wi-Fi connections and you can figure out ways to get their Wi-Fi active and so forth, I'm not sure that you can physically protect them well enough for that to not be a problem. Here's the thing, though. You've got internal potential for fraud, right? Internal to the country. And then you've got external potential for fraud and other activities that interfere in American elections or elections wherever, right? It doesn't even really matter where the elections are. But here's the thing. In order for external election fraud manipulation interference to occur, and again, let me stipulate, we're not saying that has happened at that point in this video. That's not the point of this video. That's not what I'm trying to say. But in order for it to occur, in general, you have to have individuals 
inside your entity who are aiding the folks who are outside. If they, for example, decide on computer-driven elect uh, electronic-based uh, uh, elective systems, this is an aid to people who are trying to get into the system and hack about on the outside. By the way, it also is on the inside. But here's the thing. In all of this, the real honest considerations are the integrity and the character of the people who both set up the elections and the people who run them. If you have people of low integrity or low character, the issue of potential uh, interference, of potential um, fraudulent activity and so forth, that is almost certainly something that you can count on being a problem, right? If you have low integrity people working in some part of the process, people with no character in some part of the process, hey, guess what? It's highly likely that those people can be bought off or whatever to make it so that somebody from outside can get in. And that includes, like I say, internal people. But it's harder for people external. If you're in China and you can't find low-integrity, low-character people in order to help you to fraudulently affect an election or to interfere in an election, guess what? As far as it goes, you're not doing it unless you march in with boots on the ground. Now, I don't know about you, but I haven't seen any boots on the ground, so I'm not assuming that that's one of what we're dealing with is a problem. The point here is that external malicious activities external to the country can really only happen if external individuals can get in and affect people who are not high-character, high-integrity people. That's the only real way that's, that's going to happen. Internal is the same technically, right? So what it comes down to for every kind of interference is this. If the inf interference is coming from the people who are running the election or who are setting up the election, then you have low integrity people or you have low character people and they need to be replaced. If it's happening from external sources that are internal to the country, then you have low integrity people setting up the elections or running the elections and they need to be replaced. If you have people external to the country who are not marching in, putting boots on the ground, uh, affecting the elective process in some way, whether it's fraud or interference or whatever, then you have low integrity people and they need to be replaced. Are we seeing a pattern? The pattern is that the people who are actually running the election must be people who are high integrity and people of good character. And if they're not that, you've already lost the battle. The battle's lost. Okay, I need to sum up, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Uh, again, today is Friday, December the 18th of 2020, and tomorrow will be Saturday the 19th of December of 2020, and I'm going to try and put out another Daily Summation uh, video tomorrow. Again, I welcome you uh, and, and am happy to have you aboard if you're here on Rumble, on the podcast, or on YouTube. Uh, again, special shout out to the Rumble folks who are giving me a lot of my, my stuff going on. Uh, and I hope that I will see you again tomorrow. The speaker on this edition of the Daily Summation is Kurt Schubert. This video was recorded on Friday the 18th of December of 2020. The Daily Summation is created for Kurt's religion and politics.
for watching this edition of the Daily Summation from Church Religion and Politics. I hope you found it entertaining or instructional or maybe both. Uh, if you want to see more from me, you can go to blogs.kpshubert.com. That's blogs.kpshubert.com. I am on Twitter, Parlor, and Minds.com. My handle on each of those is at kpshubert. That's at kpshubert. I have a Rumble and a YouTube channel. They are the Kurtz Religion and Politics channels on Rumble and YouTube. I have a Facebook page. The Facebook page is Kurtz Religion and Politics as well. I have I am on Patreon if you want to support me. That's one of the better places you can do that. And you will find me at Kurtz Religion and Politics on Patreon. I have a podcast. The podcast is podcasts with, a, with an S dot kpshubert.com. That's podcasts dot kpshubert.com. I think you should be able to find me with relative ease on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify as well. The best way I find to do that is to look for Kurt's Religion and Politics. You can try to use the Daily Summation. I find that it doesn't work as well as a general rule, but you can always try that. I'm glad to have you aboard today, and hopefully we will see you again tomorrow. You've just been listening to the Daily Summation podcast from Kurtz Religion and Politics. As I say at the intro, this is a uh, lightly edited audio from a video that I put on YouTube and Rumble that you can check out there. Uh, and I take out the pauses and so forth here, and it's basically the same content, except that you don't obviously get the video. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed what you've heard. Let me know if you have any com comments or whatever that you might want for me to, to get. Thanks for listening, and by all means, come back again tomorrow, and you'll almost certainly get another one of the Daily Summation podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye.